Fuck quite, yeah, man. Quite literally, like my back is on fucking fire. <laughs> I'm right now. I'm right now checking power age so I don't fucking you know dry out. <laughs> All right, you should know this. How many fucking extra strength Tylenol can I take before I have to worry about overdosing? Uh, it, it could be a lot, dude. Uh, I go ahead, extra strength Tylenol. Yeah, 500, go ahead. 500 milligrams. So I'm thinking 12. And one good thing about, and one good thing about, yeah, right. And one good thing about you is you don't drink, so you don't have to worry about the liver shit. So I'd go ahead and pop about four of those bad boys. Oh, Jesus. This will be like. Have you the, eaten? Yeah. Have yeah. you eaten yeah, recently? I, I ate, but this will be like the uh, 12th amount, like 12. I, I'm up to 12 today of extra strength yeah, Tylenol. That's Sounds about right. Uh, and you know me, man. Like, I'm not the guy that goes, oh, I'm in so much pain over the littlest shit. Like, it really has to hurt before I start to complain. Yeah, you and me are kind of the same that way. Uh, we're, we're, we, we really, if I'm complaining about it, it means I'm in, like, some sort of fucking massive pain. Well, that's like when you said you weren't sure about doing the show tonight because of your guts. I was like, okay, yeah. well, something's up. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if, if you feel like shit, but it's a head cold, you'll show up because you're like, he's fine. He won't get my head cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if, but, like, if it's something serious, you're like, yeah, I I, we should probably Skype it. Well, it's also, you could live with a head cold. No one wants to live with shitting yourself. Oh, Jesus, man. I'm just glad that this, whatever I've got with my back killing me isn't contagious. <sighs> right? <laughs> well, fucking year five. We're all fucked up. We're in really bad moods, and we're going to talk about a cannibal film. <laughs> And this is the second time fucking, we had to record this because this horrid, piece of shit recorder won't work. It's a fucking horrid, really exploitation film. Well, I don't know about really exploitation film, but pretty exploitation film. Pretty, pretty exploitation-like. Yeah, well, let's mute all the channels and do all this shit all over again. Here we go. Yay. The following show will destroy your self-worth with excessive expletives, overtly descriptive sexual deviance, and more desperation for external validation than any so-called entertainment should ever be allowed. Two talentless losers who are about as insightful and provocative as a comatose jellyfish. Cinema Psyops. A tendency to deprave and corrupt those whose minds are open to such immoral influences and to whose hands a publication of this sort may fall. So if someone of a dirty bird gets hold of your stuff and it makes them a dirtier bird, then it's labeled obscene. Encouraging the lowest, most base, and animalistic of desires to all who will listen. Because we, as a society, have decided that a cinema psyops represents our base and vulgar impulses, and that acknowledging our use of it rattles our collective conscience. I was trying my best to make a positive impact in the lives of others, but secretly I was involved in a relationship that was taking over my life. Cinema Psyops. It was leaving me wounded and depressed, unable to even manage the relationships that mattered to me. Auditory vermin infesting every aspect of the human condition, spreading their filth and foul disease. The Black Plague Podcasting. Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. Welcome to year five of Cinema PsyOps. I'm sitting all alone in the studio because Matt's got the horrendous shits, and here he is on Skype. Hi. 
I'm drinking Powerade to try to rehydrate. Oh, Christ. We are quite oh, the my pair. God. You have intestinal fortitude issues out the wazoo, quite literally. And my back yeah. is all fucked up. And the equipment decided today is the day to make the digital connection to the recorder completely die. We've been fighting with it for... I don't, I've been fighting with it for, like, the whole of the Romero Fest and the last two movies that we recorded. But tonight... Yeah. When I don't have the strength to be able to bend over the goddamn desk, tonight it decides to give up the ghost. What do I fucking do? time the rest of the week. Yeah, and because I don't have time the rest of the week and I gotta do it tonight, so what do I gotta fucking do? I gotta bend over the desk like I'm in a fucking gay porn and try and get this recording going by hooking up new fucking wires, and my back hates me for it. Hey, quick question. How do you know what happens in gay porn? Research. Uh-huh. Good old the Pete Townsend defense. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete, settle it down over there. We're fine. Yeah, but uh, not illegal or nothing. In Pete Townsend's defense, that he was using, he was trying to justify why he had child porn. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. That's illegal. You looking at gay porn is an illegal court. Well, I would certainly hope not. But if the way this fucking country is going, it just might end up being. Hey, listen, listen. Just don't be put on suicide watch, and you should live. Oh yeah, no kidding. We're not even gonna fucking go into that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It's topical right now. Fucking Trump had that guy killed. What are you going to do? Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't think he's organized. He's not organized enough to have that done. Somebody in the fucking Kremlin did that shit for him. Well, okay, but he asked. He asked for it to be done. Maybe he didn't plan it, but he definitely asked for it. Are you happy now? You got that all out and it's all recorded? Yes, I feel good. Okay, can we like get on with the rest know of where I stand. Can we get on the rest of the fucking show? Of course. All right. We're both in really foul fucking moods because Matt is full of shit that's constantly leaking out of him as always. Yes. And but even worse this time, it's kind of rocketing out of me. So we're going to be pausing frequently during this recording, either for me to scream fuck at the top of my lungs because of a back spasm because of what I just did to get the recording working. Goddamn fucking equipment. <laughs> <laughs> Or yeah, we're going to have to pause for you to go fucking explode out of your ass like a fucking conspiracy theorist. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, nobody wants to live in my house anymore. <laughs> it's been damaged. I think I've lowered the property value. But hey, on the plus side, year five, we have a new theme song, new theme created. <laughs> who, who did the voice there? That was Jamie Jammons, or Jamie J. Sammons, as some folks may know her, from the ABCs of Hidden Horror, liking it, uh, guesting all the time on Teapots, guested on our show and did Don't Torture a Duckling with us. The Jamie J. Sammons did that for That was us. awesome. It was yeah. really, it was well done. I liked it. Yeah, her uh, voiceover really kind of sold it. The music is, yeah. I don't want to say it's all me because they were loops that I used this time. I didn't actually play anything because I ran out of time. So I just found loops of various things that I wanted, but I created that and put it all together together from the various bits and pieces of samples and loops and i know there's like a million electronic musicians out there going well that's still musicianship no it fucking isn't <laughs> you're a uh, DJ. don't do anything hopeful people to court tonight because he's gonna smack that shit down real tight <laughs> I will defend this position. If you are just taking samples of other things and arranging it, you are arranging things, yes. You are creating a song out of arranging pieces of, you know, clips and things like that. What I did, yes. But you are not making music. You are arranging samples. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> fucking difference, you know? Now, if you play an actual instrument over top of that, fine. But this time around, I didn't have the fucking time. I literally put that together Friday night, took about six hours and put all those samples together for the music. 
And then Sunday, I did all of the auditory clips and things like that over top of it because, nice. uh, yeah, Jamie had got it to me like the day before, but Saturday was a big fucking wash because of a bunch of shit that happened, including my back deciding that it wanted to take a dump on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's like jesus christ my man <laughs> yeah no i feel like someone swung a bat and hit me in the lower portion of my back like just above where my pelvic bone area is like right there in the lower middle section of my back like just where your hips meets your backbone i feel like oh I got, yeah i feel like i got hit with like a baseball bat like two or three times in the back that's like right in that lower back area is where my shit goes really fucking bad sometimes like there was one time i was bar- barbecuing it i bet wrong and i couldn't stand for like the two days when i was barbecuing i had to sit in a fucking roller chair and roll around outside i couldn't stand well and i this happened to me and i still fucking have to haul all this shit out you know i still have shit that i have to do you know i still have to move shit around in my house and everything and there was a bunch of fucking shit that has to be done like i can't not do it because there's things that have to be done so like i'm gonna be basically gulping down tylenol until the signs of an overdose start hitting me from it which i'm pretty sure the sound of my ears ringing right now means that i need to lay off and drink more water i'm not really sure how that works we're gonna have to do some research on that no you you just need some more crack it's fine it's fine (laughs) oh that'll do it just more crack crack will crack will get that job done trust me you're gonna be all right i'm everything's gonna be fine i'm angry and aggressive enough i think we're good i don't think we need to do that (laughs) but tonight we are talking about eaten alive which is an umberto lenzi joint this is the one that he did previous to cannibal furrow which is his most famous one but not the granddaddy of all cannibal films we will be getting to that sometime this year though cannibal holocaust oh, this year cannibal holocaust will be happening at some point this year so he did cannibal holocaust as well no that was Ruggiero diodato you will, uh, okay you will remember him from such films that you watched as house on the edge of the park that one that you absolutely hated oh yes oh awesome yeah the one where david hess goes all razor happy on a girl like that one that got really, yeah. really angry and upset like the one that made you almost quit the show that one that's yeah 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 yeah. oh yeah now picture that guy going hey i need to make a cannibal film and that's what cannibal holocaust is gonna be like for you fuck me But tonight we're doing Umberto Lenzi's Eaten Alive, which is probably the greatest print I've ever seen of this film is on this Severn Blu-ray that I got my hands on. And uh, I'll tell you, it was real clear watching it. Yeah, you can really tell the mannequin arms and legs when they were munching on them. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't help the effects. It, it didn't help me be immersed into the movie. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Now, I did want to kind of make a quick announcement. The show is actually going to get programmed from a listener-supported type of situation here. We actually have no less than about five or six films that were actually purchased by a listener who wanted us to cover these movies. And so we have the next five weeks listener programmed, Matt. Nice. And further nice that should make you very happy, Matt. Some of them are porn. Hey, some of them are porn. Straight up actual porn. Are you kidding? Straight up porn. Straight up, straight actual porn. Straight porn sounds like lame. It sounds like nothing you'd ever want to listen to or watch. Straight porn. It sounds like a guy in a sweater vest doing his taxes. Right? Yeah, that's like straight porn. It's a, a guy Exa- doing his taxes. Yeah. That's exactly what I think of. And that sounds like the most boring thing I've ever wanted to watch. <laughs> well, that's like when everybody's like, yeah, it's straight sex. I'm like, no, no, that, that sounds boring. That sounds like the most boring thing you could possibly do. Albeit, I beg for it as much as I possibly can. That sounds like a couple of people, they like Ted and Martha, and they just do whatever they have to do. No, it sounds like Ted and Martha are talking about making like 
hors d'oeuvres for their next get together. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's how they procreate. And then the, in the morning, a baby's waiting for them because they discuss they, such a thing. They talk about uh, friend gay night where they all play charades. Then all of a sudden, when they wake up the next morning, there's a perfectly well-groomed five-year-old waiting for presents. Right, exactly. That's exactly what the term straight sex feels like to me. That's why I just like to say sex, because when you talk straight yeah. sex, it just doesn't sound as good. That modifier makes it sound plain. It's like, Would you add straight in there? Nothing sounds as fun. Like, uh, straight pride. Guess what? Doesn't sound fun. Sounds stupid. Sounds so incredibly fucking stupid. <laughs> straight pride sounds homophobic as fuck. When someone says they want to have a straight pride parade, I'm like, what? Are you going to have a bunch of people, like, sitting at desks going over, like, you know, tax reform letters just sitting there in a float? Right. It's so fucking lame. It's terrible. I, I hate a, that whole terminology, and we're going way oh, off base, yeah. because guess what? I guess we don't really want to talk about this film, but we're going to have to anyway. Why do we have to? Can't we just call this the end of the show? Say, no. I shit myself. You threw your back out. We don't know what's happening. We've only been recording for about 17 minutes, and all we've done is bitch the entire time. That's the start <laughs> of year five, okay? That's the starting. That's how year five comes into birth. We're going to take the break. We're going to play the promo. We're going to have some music befitting of some fucking cannibal movies. And when we come <laughs> back, we will dig into eating alive. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet. My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com, or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now... Back to the cutting room. You know how hard it is to get to find different songs about cannibals? There are not that many songs out there. Well, you know, you would think that's a bad thing, but I think maybe that's a good thing that we don't have a lot of cannibal songs. It's a bad thing for the show because we're going to have a lot more cannibal movies, but Jesus Christ. I don't even, like, I found this. It's Lauren Hoffman, and it's called The Cannibal Ed is the name of the song. I dug the way that it was playing out. I dug the guitar line in it, and I'm like, you know what? We're going to use it on this fucking show. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you know what? There you go. That makes sense. Yeah, well, they're talking about fucking cannibals. That's Well, not fucking cannibals, yeah. but they're talking about cannibals in the song. Now, a song that's about fucking cannibals, then I want to hear that. Actually, I should yeah, probably the, write that. that that's got to be a movie. I mean... <laughs> Oh yeah, right? yeah. There's there's got to be a cannibal fucking porn flick out there, and I'm sure that somebody will find it. If they do, we'll cover it. Fucking a right. We'll always cover Rule Thirty Four. Always. All right. So there is a trailer for this film, but it's a sizzle reel, not unlike when we were suffering from Mamete, where it was all sound effects, and then the title comes up in characters that you can read, but nothing that you can hear. Nobody says it. So you can get started any fucking time you want on the notes because there's no trailer. Oh well, then awesome. Eat alive. So we all. Open up and we're, I believe we're in Niagara Falls and the people are videotaping, taking some pictures. Then a dude shows up and he blows a dart right into another dude's neck, killing that dude. So I just got back from Niagara Falls and I can attest that that is something that does happen there quite frequently. Really? How many darts did he have blown your way? Me personally, none, but I did witness exactly zero people getting darted at Niagara Falls. Exactly zero people? <laughs> exactly <laughs> zero people. So that 60% happens. 60% of the time happens all the time. It happens so frequently that they had to put it in a movie, Matt. It happened exactly zero times that I spent at the fall. If it happens in the movies, it happens in real life. How many times have I told you that? That's why I know the scissoring is a thing. Still not a thing. Fuck you, Boz. Don't ruin it for everybody else just because you want to be a dick right now. <laughs> it's a thing. Thank you, David. Thank you. It's a thing in porn. It's not a real thing. And if it happens in movies or uh, anything else, then it's real life. Uh, so not a thing. Damn it, boss. You stop it right now, right? <laughs> no reason to root dreams around here. All right. Don't back to the fucking me. notes so we can get this over with. I'm trying. Don't disagree with me so much. Don't be wrong so often. <laughs> How fucking dare you? So then we see a dude with a with a definite porn stash wearing a fur mink coat, and he stops at the payphones, and he too gets darted and dies. Then we go and we see another dude. He's looking all sorts of shitty, freaked out. He's like really walking quickly through a crowd of people trying to get away. He then gets darted. Uh, however, there is a cop there, and as he gives chase, the attacker is then hit by a bus. I thought it was a truck, wasn't it? It looked like a fucking, like a... Oh, not a bus, but like a big truck. Yeah, it was like yeah. a garbage truck. But in your defense, it was yellow, so I could see where you would think that was a school yeah. bus. Uh, then uh, we bust into the intro, and it's cool little disco intro showing the city uh, as a young lady is walking through it. Well, anyway, she meets up with some cops, and because it's our real first dialogue, well, it's going to be our first clip. Good morning. Will you take a seat, please? Hi there. Uh, this is Inspector Logan of the FBI. Hello, how are you? Miss Morris from sunny Alabama. Thank you for coming right away. That's what I call cooperation. I'll Something happened to Diana. I didn't quite get it straight on the phone. Well, when was the last time you had news of your sister? Well, about six months ago. Why? Something happened? No, not really, Nothing definite. Where is she now? Six months ago, she was here in New York. She was into sculpture down in the village. She called me up a few times. Sounded all right. Then she just disappeared. I didn't actually worry about that, because I was used to Diana acting wild. Well, Sheila, um, some pretty strange things have been happening here in New York and upstate as well this past week. Three homicides. Three men killed with tiny darts dipped in cobra venom. Cobra venom? Yes, all three were killed by the same man, probably uh, an Asian or Malay. But it's hard to tell because 
He was killed by a truck here on 49th Street. No ID on him. It's weird, huh? We know absolutely nothing about him, except that he's dead. Very, very spooky. Yeah, but I don't see what any of this has to do with Diana. We found this in the murderer's pocket. What is it? It's an 8mm color film. Diana Morris, 14A West Street, printed on the box. Her landlady told us some interesting stories. Seems your sister got mixed up with a group of crazies. You ever hear of a guy called Jonas? No, who is he? A first-class nut. A dope addict, probably. He used to preach down in the village. A mankind should go back to nature. Birds and the bees. You know, save your soul with nature a bit. Anyhow, I got a group of these ecology freaks together who kind of worshipped him. You mean to say Diana was... Yes, I'm afraid she was one of them. Then they all suddenly disappeared someplace. But where? And the $64 question. Look, Sheila, wherever your sister is, she's mixed up in this business. Are you sure she didn't write to you or anything? No, like I said, she made herself pretty scarce. We never saw each other. Well, we've got a tracer. I've already notified Interpol. You take a look at that film clip, meanwhile. We've already checked it out. It's, it's pretty damn unique. All right. Well, then. So, you know, everyone's uh, afraid. I, I love how they're going to blame dope. I mean, why can't someone just be crazy? Why is it already always got to be dope's problem? Because uh, it was the 70s and Nixon was becoming president and it was going into the oh. 80s, maybe? Oh, fuck that bitch. <laughs> fuck this movie for suggesting that dope can cause these kind of problems. Uh, All right? Drugs don't kill people. People with darts and drugs kill people. <laughs> Cults kill people. <laughs> hey, now, it's not the cult. Crazy. Name one fucking... Okay, name two, name three... <laughs> name- uh, name less than 100 cults that have killed people. All right, let's get to work. <laughs> okay, so we're we're in accord here. It's not weapons. It's not the guns. It's not the drugs. It's the cults that kill people. The cults. People don't kill people. Guns don't kill people. Cults kill people. People in cults kill people. People in cults kill people. That's how it goes. All right. Well, she. Uh, we see the film is. Uh, well, the first there's some sightseeing. And then we see her sister. It, then it goes to some sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, ceremony in which the dudes do some hanging off of hooks while playing guitars. That is an interesting way to be in a band. Uh, that's a suspension type ritual. It's pretty prominent yeah. in a lot of these types of cultures where um, it's used in a lot of different types of, uh, I don't want to say primitive cultures, but like in more ancient cultures, the suspension type technique is used to separate the spirit from the body and give you like an out-of-body experience or cause a vision or whatever. I mean, that's that's a Native American tribes. They do that. It's all over the place. But I know there's like a whole festival involved in like certain Hindu rituals where they do that kind of thing. And like they're supposed, oh, they're supposed to get like possessed by spirits that help them not feel the pain and they like pierce their tongues and they'll hang themselves from and all and like they these create these elaborate like really weird displays that like you know floats that have like flower arrangements and are like super beautiful but then there's like five or six people hanging from hooks in that same float it's well, really bizarre isn't that some shit they do like uh, it's a bdsm circles where the people will hook themselves uh the suspension thing is also yeah, yeah um there's actually a routine that i've seen um not personally and not in a theater i want to stress that okay <laughs> people are buying that right matt no they're not <laughs> but just go ahead pretend is, like they are there is a routine that i was aware of that i did not witness in person matt where um a guy would be suspended from hooks like along his back and his legs and everything like that where you'd have like multiple suspension points of hooks and then his uh female partner who i believe was his wife at the time would basically hop on his back and then ride him like a swing oh fuck no <laughs> yeah i saw that shit live too once <laughs> 
I there was a bar here in town one night that had like an SMN night, and uh, me and uh, me and one of our mutual friends went up to this bar. We didn't know that it was that kind of night, but we walked in and we kind of well, we saw people milling outside. We're like, well, now we're gonna have to check this out. We went in, and sure enough, they were doing like all sorts of examples and shit, and they had somebody hanging on hooks. And I went, I had to nope, I had to turn around and nope and leave because that's that's not that's not for me. That's not for me. <laughs> Particularly. Anybody else who's into it, you'd be into it. Little would Matt know that I was actually in the audience that night when he turned around and walked out. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't That'd there. Be hilarious. I wasn't there. I, that, I was out of town when that you shit was there. going on. Yeah. But anyway, that's <laughs> that is something that is part of a spiritualistic ritual, and it's also a fetishized thing. So it's a thing. Totally yep. is a thing, Matt. It, it is a thing. I agree. That's a thing. Um, but yeah. So then, you know, saying that, I want to know who the next band will be to play from Hooks. <laughs> That that will be the next band. That's the new frontier of music. I'm playing pretty, from hooks. I'm pretty sure there's already a band that does that out there somewhere. I'm I'm sure that that's a gimmick that somebody has used. The guitar player could hit the hook while being on a hook. Oh, boo! You've been working on that for a while. I can tell. Actually, I have not. That really, literally, that just came to me. <laughs> Uh, Sheila then talks to her professor friend and, well, it's more dialogue. So that's our next clip. Where was this shot, professor? I have to know. That's the reason why I asked for your help. Unfortunately, this film is the only thing I have to trace my sister. I understand. Well, the best I can offer you is, is still only hypothesis. That ritual we just saw could be a fakir gathering in Borneo or a ceremony of the purification sect of New Guinea. If it's neither one of those two, I'm afraid I'm lost. Born Guinea. Purification sect. But what is that exactly? An ancient ritual society that uses pain to reunite man with nature. A sort of primitive ecological union or reunion. They're against the contamination of land and resources. Very, very fanatical in their beliefs. Their major enemy is civilization in the Western sense of the word. How can my sister possibly be involved in a... Well, they supposedly have members all over the world, even in these United States. Personally, I find it pretty unlikely, but then Americans will believe in anything that's tax deductible. If I were you, I'd look into it. So, um, the professor and Sheila go out and they meet a woman who had worked with the professor. She had also had followed Jonas and showed scars of being burned by him. She said that everything he, you know, says is bullshit. And all he does is he gets off on other people's pain. And that the last time she had heard from him, he was in New Guinea. So obviously time to head to New Guinea. Um, Sheila lands in New Guinea and to find the guy who's going to help her find her sister. She sees this dude arm wrestling uh, with another dude and they have knives up, which means, you know, whoever loses is going to have a bad day. It's like the deer hunter, only not as cool. They even have headbands specific to the fact that they're arm wrestling with knives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like hands of it's like hands of steel. And uh, the deer hunter had a really stupid baby. And that's the (laughs) arm wrestling match here. Yes, exactly. Uh, so uh, she meets this guy, and in the back room, as he, uh, I guess he's part of the show because he gets his own dressing room. Well, she meets with him, and that is our next clip. Look, I don't give a damn if you're an American, too. Your problems are not my problem. All right. You're in trouble. Seven years ago, you deserted from Vietnam. I know all about it, so relax, okay? It was an ugly war. I don't blame you. You're so understanding. 
Hey, look, why don't you take uh, take your problem to some white-collar asshole in the concert and leave me alone? Things are going just fine for me at the moment, making lots of dough, more than I need. And when one of those brutes there lops off your hand in a fight, what are you going to do, donate it to science? No, no, I'm going to send it to you as a souvenir. Mark, I'm counting on you. You're the only one who can help me. These mean anything to you? Oh, no. All I know is that these were taken in shock here. It's a little village about 500 miles in the jungle. Did you ever hear about a purification sect? Look, lady, this part of the world is known for two things. Crazy religions and a clap. Those guys hold their meetings over at Shakir. There's something about hammering each other's uh, legs into the ground. I will offer you good money if you take me to Shakir. You're nuts. The place has yellow fever and it's swarming with cobras. <laughs> Scared, huh? Look, I appreciate the offer. Nice meeting you. Have a very pleasant rest of your life. Bye-bye. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, wait just a minute. I only work for cash. 20000 can help change a lot of people's minds. I thought he was getting 80000 That's later. Oh, so it's 20000 right now. Yeah, yeah, the check was for twenty grand. Yeah, $20,000 will make a lot of people do just about anything. Myself included. <laughs> what we're trying to say, folks, is we can be bought. <laughs> oh, yeah. We definitely have price tags. We can be bought. Uh, the group, uh, the two land in New Guinea uh, uh, as they go trekking through... Uh, uh, the jungle, they're able to find uh, the building and village in which the video happened. They even see the mask from that video. Uh, they get shot at and are taken prisoner and robbed by an older man. Uh, she notices that the man is also wearing her sister's watch. He says there have been no white people coming through there unless it was two, uh, I believe he said Norwegians? Yes. Or some, something uh, who stole actually from him. But he said this time he'll do the stealing. He locks them in a room, and that's when Mark starts pressing her, and she says her and her sister inherited their father's cotton mill after he passed away. Uh, she had ran the business, being the older sibling, and was sending her checks every month until one point in time, she just stopped hearing from her completely. Uh, she then offers Mark another 80 grand to help her find her sister, dead or alive. So it's not 100 so, in total, it's just 80 grand in total is what he's focusing on, so that's the point where she gives him the full 80 grand offer. Yeah, yes, exactly. Anyway, they open up a little basket and there is a cobra inside and they're able to get the lid back on with, you know, no problems. Um, we hear there's some more ceremonies outside. Um, the next day, here's our first little case of, uh, well, you know, fucking they killed an animal during this movie because they show a guy killing an alligator. Yeah, there's that's a thing. And that wasn't fake. No, that, that's it's a thing. Totally a thing for cannibal movies. It's something that's expected. You have to kill animals on screen in your cannibal films in this era. You have to actually murder an animal for someone's entertainment. And, well, that's fucked up. Well, and what's really fucked up is the way that they kill that fucking alligator. It's obviously panicking. It's obviously in fear for its life. They're not terminating it in a way that's going to make the meat even usable to eat. They're literally torturing the thing on screen for our quote unquote entertainment, which is what, yes, which and, is which is the part that bugs me the most. At least in some of these. Not entertained. And at least in some of these other films that aren't shot by Umberto Lenzi, when the animals are fighting or whenever um, you actually see like an animal being killed on screen, it is usually being butchered and prepared by people who are actually going to eat it. Not in these films, it's just straight up exploitation for the animal to be killed. Pure and simple. And it's, yeah, it's, it's there to shock you and gross you out. And it's supposed to make, when you see the actual cannibal stuff happen later, feel more realistic. But no, it doesn't do that in this film. It just makes me feel fucking awful that I had to watch that same here jesus christ thank you no thank you you motherfuckers anyway right 
All right, so the old dude decides to go in and check on his prisoners, and then he sees the cobra, uh, lack for a better word, the, the cobra box is opened, and the two of them appear to be laying on the ground dead. But psych, motherfucker, uh, they are not. Uh, Mark is able to get the gun from the old man and interrogates him in our next clip. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to show you I mean business, too. All right, where's Diana Morris? Come on. Don't know, huh? I don't know anything about her. Come on. I'm going to break every bone in your body. Now, where is she? No, no, stop. Stop. Diana Morris is alive. She's alive. Where? She left with the others a long time ago. Jonas decided to build his his purification village in the middle of the the jungle, where no white man could could possibly find him. Why didn't she go with him? I was sick. Mm. I never have made it. The jungle beyond Shakir is hell. You can't even imagine. Nobody. Nobody's ever come back alive. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. I give you one dollar, you give me a canoe, two guides, native supplies, anything I need. And this, of course, understand? You understand? Got it? Good. And don't double-cross me. Please. Because I use your hair for target practice. Is the deal? Huh? Good. All right. Well, we cut to a boat ride the next day uh, with their two guides. Then we see a, a monkey push another monkey off a branch, and that monkey gets killed by Python. And that was pretty hardcore to watch. Yeah. Again, no reason for this other than to shock and disgust you. And it's the murder of an animal. Yeah. I, I have less of a problem with this in some of these other cannibal films because I know they were being prepared to be eaten. This was just, they threw a fucking monkey to a hungry goddamn boa constrictor, and we watched it happened this isn't yes. this isn't stock footage this is a monkey that's terrified for its life and trying to survive with a hungry fucking snake devouring it and they're they purposely set this up and engineered it for our quote-unquote entertainment fuck you yeah, movie. fuck you, are you movie. not entertained no i'm fucking disgusted and outraged which is exactly what they wanted i'm sure and good on you you got what you wanted but fuck you movie fuck you movie uh that night at camp uh he uh puts her hand on her thigh and he's like hey we should be friends we're to be out here for a while and she said yeah and then she moved his hand right to her boob uh but then throws it off can she being an asshole well she, and so he's like she moves it to her boob basically by saying this is what you want right is this friendly yeah, yeah. enough or something like that so it's like her way of taunting him but at the same time calling him out on his bs which is really a bizarre yeah, so, well, tactic because even as he goes so no fringe benefits she goes just the 80 grand and by the way taxes have to come out of that and he's like all right and he leaves and then she even says to herself she goes i'd give you she would have given him some uh you know extracurriculars but uh that chip on his shoulder is just a little too much well yeah and acting like you're fucking entitled to it also gives you like several negative points in most people's perspective i mean like acting like you deserve to get laid because is like the quickest turnoff for anyone i've ever met unless you're the president of the united states <laughs> no no not even then do they just let you do it you're just convinced they let you do it because you pay people off to keep them quiet oh no i know i'm just saying he's not disgusted by it everyone else who's like a, a you know a, an actual decent human being is disgusted by that kind of action i'm just saying our, our sitting president isn't because <laughs> you know he's famous just locker room talk don't worry about it wow you're in just about as much of a pissy mood as me <laughs> except you're I getting all political kind of am <laughs> but I, I have nowhere else to go with it all right i just don't know what to do i'm trying to channel my anger in many different avenues just you know fucking i don't like watching animals getting just slaughtered boy is this sure not gonna be fun for you i know right fuck <laughs> all right so we're back to the river and then an alligator comes out of nowhere and eats one of the guides so fuck you dude <laughs> 
Hope you have a good time. That actually caught me by surprise, Matt. I actually went, holy I, shit, what the fuck? <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh my God, his arms off. Everything. Fuck. That alligator is fucking him up. I picture you like screaming like Sean from Sean of the Dead. He's like, oh, he's got an arm off. He's, he's got an arm off. <laughs> oh, man. There's like the only so thing that, in this movie that actually worked for a jump scare for me. It was like, I was legit like, what the fuck? And then at one point, while they're getting the boat back to shore and they're kind of deciding to make another camp, Mark makes his fucking just off-color joke about well i guess we won't be you know we guess we're one guy down or something about we can't go on or something he's kind of laughing about it right in front of the other guy and you're like damn dude way to be a dick just settle it down be cool have some chill man yeah this character is supposed to be our quote-unquote hero of the film bark is a piece of shit i hate this guy oh he's a big piece of shit again maybe except for sheila who also at different times annoys me uh you know we this is a heel program i, I don't see a lot of good guys are good good people around here yeah it's like various shades of gray but it all fits in the same douche jar yeah yeah it's a heel program yeah um well anyway they go to sleep and waking up they find that the other guide is now gone and he took most of their supplies as they stand there all of a sudden everything goes silent no birds no nothing uh so they decide to run and they come about what is left of the tour guide he's all torn the fuck up now did he escape or did he get taken in the night and they got left behind and then the supplies were stolen. I think he got taken in, at night. With just the supplies? Uh, yeah, because Sheila and Mark were together and he was kind of away from him, so it was easy probably to get him away. That or, you know, he kind of gave Mark a fucking dirty-ass look when he made that comment, so maybe he decided, fuck you both, and I'm just going to get the fuck out of here, and then just unfortunately ran across a bunch of people who wanted him to, you know, wanted his intestines on the outside. I'm kind of guessing that that's, that's where I'm kind of leaning, is that he decided, hey, fuck you, you make a joke about my best friend dying well fuck you i'm gonna leave you here to die with this lady who's dumb enough to hire your stupid ass and so he takes Uh, off with all their fucking food and all their gear and he's gonna abandon them but it just so happens that he's not that great of a guy because he just led himself to his own death exactly which makes it Uh, funnier that he did it one good thing is if you're in a video game mode right now this is when you find your new weapon and mark does get like a mini machete so we (laughs) in the move in video game terms we've reached a checkpoint so if any of them die, they'll just go back to this moment right now. Please, no, I don't want to go through it again. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we then see two young natives are down by a stream, but they then get chased by other natives who show up. Uh, the girl who was with them is stripped and raped. Uh, Mark and Sheila can hear her screams, they, and they go to check it out. And then they find by the time they get there, the girl is being devoured by the cannibals. So, you know, they leave. Is this a thank you movie, Matt? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. This is not a thank you movie. Like, when they strip her, it's still bad, too? Yeah, because she do- she's crying. So I'm a horrible person if I like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, wait. Is she crying out of consent? I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> I'm just trying to walk you into a corner that you can't get out of, but you're not going for it, so go I'm ahead. Not, I'm not, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not taking that one. I'm not. I'm not. That's, uh, that's, we're not going down that road. <laughs> Don't want to go down that road. <laughs> no, sometimes dead is better. Uh, Especially in the case of what happens to this poor woman. Jesus Christ. Yeah, right? oh. Oh. Anyway, Sheila starts to lose it. Uh, and, uh, you know, she's just sick and she's fucked. Um, and so they decide to make camp for a night. Uh, Mark can't believe what he saw. He said he's seen a lot of horrible shit in this day, but that was the worst. Sheila asked Mark if the cannibals do come for her to kill her before they get to her. So uh, Mark comes over 
there and to comfort her, uh, he smacks her across the face. Yeah, uh, Mark's a piece of shit. That, of course, after he slaps her, makes Sheila want to bone him. So they bone. Perhaps this is how Sheila likes to play. You don't know that. Maybe she likes to have a guy paste it on her before he pastes it on her, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. What? <laughs> I know you like to take the opposite side of any side I'm on, but fuck. What? I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's maybe not that scummy. They've been kind of beating around the bush about beating around the bush, if you know what I'm saying. So maybe a little beating got her bush in the right spot you just got too mad that we were agreeing too much about the animal cruelty so you have to make a stand someplace i get it <laughs> yeah and that stand apparently is misogyny against blonde women <laughs> i guess that's where you're at <laughs> yeah i guess that's where i'm gonna that's the hill i'm dying on tonight man <laughs> that's, that's where you're setting up that's where you're setting up camp with your bad back that's the only reason why you're standing on this one <laughs> yeah my back hurt from sitting down so now i had to stand up on this one and i'm back down <laughs> continue all right well while trying to get out they uh the next day they are trying to get out of the jungle there and they are chased and captured and sheila faints thinking you know i'm really we're fucked right now well she comes to with other people around checking on her they are actually with jonas and they take them to jonas's camp and we meet the man in our next clip jonas got to them just in time Welcome to Purification Village. Two new disciples are a pleasure to see arrive in our community. As long as your spirits are humble and sincere. In this land, we have rediscovered the value of nature's sweet harmony, far from the forces of corruption and pollution that are destroying the world some fool to find is civilized. In the words of the prophet Isaiah, the Lord has picked us to lead mankind out of his bondage. Now listen, friend, let me explain to you why we're here. We're here There's because... no hurry. You'll have plenty of time to explain. You will not be permitted as of this moment to return home. You'll best understand that from the start. You'd never make it back anyway. You saw the fate of that unfortunate native girl. She was most imprudent to stray so far from the village. The proverbial sword of Damocles threatens us. A fierce tribe of cave dwellers who practiced cannibalism. Their idea of lunch is fresh hot entrails soaked in blood. But we keep their proteins limited. Cobra venom is our only defense against our enemies. Where are the women in this community? I haven't seen them. I can't... I'm perfectly aware of your motives for paying us this visit. Brother Reeves and Shakir managed to fill me in. Your sister is alive and well. You'll see her in a few hours. She's alive! You owe me 80000 in cash. Diana's with our other women on spiritual retreat. Today we are in mourning. One of our brothers took his life in most unfortunate circumstances. At dusk, we shall perform his funeral ceremony. Just like including that little last bit of music. I just thought that was really nice. I almost cut it out. But then I decided to leave it in. <laughs> Thank you. At one point, you see them. They are draining snake vetting into uh, cups during that clip. So that's pretty important later on. So yeah. anyway, uh, so apparently this funeral and fuck you movie. So this movie, uh, this funeral is pretty much the body is burned uh -huh. while everyone surrounds. Uh, yeah. We see a lot of boobs in this scene. So this is technically a thank you movie. Yes. Yeah. There. I mean, kind of. The entirety of the scene is a thank you movie. Go on. Not the entirety. Right. All of it. Go ahead. The, no, no, no. All right. Just no. Okay. No. So. 
anyway, as they all watch everything burn, uh, topless. We see all, also, there's a lot of topless women while, all, while the body's burning, and that's a thank you movie. Sheila's sister is there. Yes. I mean, hey, you can watch a body burn. That person's already dead and be topless. That's fine. Yeah, and it's um, kind of sexy. And they, uh, the Mark uh, comments that Sheila's sister looks pretty stoned. Um, the widow's the one who has to light the fire. She does show. Then Mark is told at dawn there will be another ceremony to release the widow of her bonds. Well, we cut to that next day, and what she has to do is she has to get naked, lay on the smoldering heap that was her husband. Right, on his ashes. And then she, yes, and then she has to, then she gets boned by her three brother-in-laws, and that will free her to marry her again. Yes, they pull a train on her on their brother slash her husband's ashes. What's wrong with that? That's all sorts of bad. That's that's wrong. That's not a thank you movie. She's completely nude. Like, you see eh, Everything. I saw everything. Yeah, but I don't think she wants to bang her three brother-in-laws. I saw everything. But I get it. She's going along with the ritual, Matt, so it's a thank you movie. It's an okay thing. No, it's not. It's a cult, man. <laughs> okay, so you're saying that because she's a member of a cult, this is not anything in her choice. That's correct. But how do you know that? Because some cults have very willing participants. Because they're never willing. They always have something wrong with them. Fuck that. Fuck cults. So what you're saying is you were grossed out by the fact that she was having sex on her husband's ashes and that's the part that bugs you. No, no, no. I have a problem with her being forced to have sex with her three brother-in-laws on top of her husband's ashes. That's where I'm having my problem. My problems with this are multi-layered. Did you just assume her lack of consent? I, dude, there's nobody who wants to do that. Nobody. Nobody. Well, I should say nobody. The world's a big place and there are a lot of fucked up people. Right. But she doesn't. She may be the one person. <laughs> this character may be the one person, Matt. But we find out she does it. Okay, if you're out there and you want to have sex on the ashes of your deceased with all of your in-laws, email Matt. Sign up Matt at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, go ahead. I got to read that. I, I want to know. I want to Write it to are. him like it's a fucking penthouse forum. He needs to know about this. Do a fanfic about this? Or no, no. I want, it to be, I want them to really be into it, and I want them to fucking email you about it, and I want Dear- them to... Dear Matt Saya, I never Dear thought Matt this Sia. would happen to me. <laughs> exactly, I never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt at gmail.com, folks. Write that penthouse forum style about oh, fucking someone God. on the ashes of your beloved. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm so... I've never been looking forward to something more than this. <laughs> I can't wait to read it either. Oh, God, I hope somebody does it. Anyway... <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> oh man anyway later on Sheila gets reunited with her sister and that is our next clip Sheila I'm dying oh, I can't believe it it was like a nightmare thank god you're alive ah oh, you scatterbrain of a little sister you must be insane taking the risks you did I thought you were in trouble You just disappeared like that. Why, Diana? Yeah, you're right. I should have written you an explanation, only I was afraid you wouldn't understand. I came to stay. The decision was my choice, and I choose to turn my back in society. But, Diana... That's how it is, Sheila. I have rediscovered through the laws of purification of our great mentor, Jonas, 
All of nature's pure and perfect unity learned to master the inner self and to bid harmony with the wondrous world around me. Nature is holy mother here. Her ways are sacred. In the world I deserted of my spontaneous free will, men are madly ripping off nature and destroying her ecology. She's totally at the mercy of so-called civilization. I can never be part of that again. But you had a job, your friend, your own life. And I have those here. I'll never leave you. I'll stay with you forever. <laughs> All that stuff you said before sounded like some sort of memorized cliché. Come on, what's the story? Yeah, it was all a big show and a pretty bad one at that. Now you're also involved in this crap and the whole thing is my fault. Cool it, Diana, cool it. The price that I'm paying for having fallen for Jonas in New York is glorious laws of purification. Oh my God, I've been such a fool. We followed him like sheep, me and the others. God's chosen people, heaven on earth. This is pure hell. But how could you do it? He made us believe. But bit by bit, his true nature came out. He's a fraud, a cruel sadist who's only desires power. You don't know what he's like, Sheila. All right, we're going to go home. I came here with Mark to bring you back home. It's impossible. The jungle is crawling with cannibals. And even then, Jonas would get to us before long. His followers have killed four men in New York, Canada, and Paris for betraying him. But we've got to try. I'm not about to give in, too. And then we cut to a mongoose and a cobra fighting. Again, fuck you, movie. Yeah, again, engineered. Yep. You can totally tell the fucking man- mongoose is even tied down, so the snake stands a yeah, better fighting chance. Yeah, you see chance. ropes here. Yeah, yeah, totally engineered for our quote-unquote entertainment. So yeah, major fuck you movie. Yep, fuck you movie. Well, we go back in New York City, and the cops figure out the connection to the hitmen and Jonas. However, they don't know where Sheila is anymore, as she's gone missing three weeks ago. So now the one of the cops decides it's time to call New Guinea. I love how he says, "Give me the number to New Guinea." It's like really no, like maybe the state department nothing just just the country okay big guy (laughs) (laughs) well you know it's new guinea they have one phone. <laughs> <laughs> they have one phone. Hey, what's going on, man? Hold on. I'll see if I can find them. Uh, anyway, we go back to camp and we hear bells ring. Uh, it's time to drink some punch made. Uh, Mark sees that it's actually drugged. And when he tries to warn uh, Sheila not to drink it, he is beaten and tied up. While everyone else is drinking uh, the poison, uh, Jonas goes off on some cult bullshit about how when if anybody comes to try to find them or take them, they will all, you know, he knows that he'll do it and everyone else will, you know, try to kill themselves with, you know, poison darts or drinking poison. Okay, so, can we just address this? Go. Can we just, let's just fucking do it. This is Jonestown. They're doing yeah, Jonestown. It's Jonestown. Yeah, they're definitely doing Jonestown. Do you know when this film was released, Matt? When? Shortly fucking after Jonestown actually happened. That's what makes this so fucking tasteless. And they even call him Jonas. Yeah, Jonas Town. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Come on. All right, so Eden Alive was released in 1980. When was Jonestown? It was like the late 70s, right? Late 70s, yeah. Like, it would have been like just before this film was made. And they totally, they went totally Jonas Town on this film. Yeah. How fucking sleazy can you get? Like, they're exploiting the worst fucking tragedy and they're going crazy with it on this and by the way i'm okay yeah. with that part of this i'm fine with that <laughs> you know if you want it's to portray fucking gross yeah but i mean if you want to portray evil there's not much more evil than what fucking jones did so i'm i'm fine with this that they're doing this aspect of it but it's just another layer of bill fuck sleaze and degradation to make you feel rotten for watching this film and i appreciate that i sure do feel rotten <laughs> 
I know the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, Jesus, Matt's going to be so pissed. Literally, if I, I'd go, I'd yell probably some more if I knew it wouldn't distort everything that coming out. And also if it wouldn't like push me to almost shit my pants more. Uh, a cannibal is then brought into town and promptly executed and his head is chopped off. So, all right, fuck you too, dude. Uh, Sheila is drugged up at that night and stripped and then violated by a wooded dildo dipped in cobra blood. So this Fuck is all you, movie. Th- this is all bad. Then this is not good. That's that is bad. Yeah. But but when she's stripped, it's because she's drugged that it's bad, right? Yes. You can't give consent when you're drugged. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. I'm totally not trying to walk <laughs> you into a fucking corner. Totally not doing no, that. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I, I'm well aware you have nothing but innocent intentions. Exactly. I'm not trying to frame you up for another horrible quote somewhere sometime. Exactly right. Uh, Mark, while being tied up, is mocked by uh, the top enforcer. Like, he drinks some water out of a, a canteen and then dumps the rest out. I believe that's Mark's uh, canteen, which makes insult added to uh, injury. Yeah, right. Uh, he leaves, and then Sheila's sister comes up and gives Mark some water. She has to leave as someone else is coming, and that someone else says that Mark is not like Jonas and his men and cuts him loose and he can leave. It's like a nameless henchman guy that doesn't go anywhere other than to be like shameless fodder to be killed. Yeah, exactly. Um, that next day, Mark is making his way through the jungle and he is attacked and he has to kill a cannibal that has attacked him. He then crumbs across a cave and a bunch of cannibals are taking one of their own and they put him up against the wall of the cave. And then they chop off his dick. Of course, because and it's then, that kind of movie. They have to do that. Yeah, yep. And then they kill him. And then they all decide to eat snakes. So <laughs> cool. So then Mark tries to leave the cave. He is again attacked and kills another cannibal. And then he is chased by the, you know, all the rest of the cannibal. He is able to hide in a tree. Then we get a little tense moment where he sees a cobra. And he doesn't know if he's going to have to move with the cannibals right below him. But they eventually leave and he's able to escape. We go back to Jonas's camp where Sheila says talking to her sister she can feel Jonas taking over her and that every time she drinks the stuff he gives her she can't remember what happens after that so you're telling me you don't feel anything below the waist like you don't feel like you were violated because I'm just saying he wasn't gentle oh, but was it a violation Matt yes it was <laughs> if you're drugged you cannot give consent that's just that's the way it goes man no one forced her to drink that they just tricked her into thinking that it was no safe to drink okay dude yeah <laughs> i mean that's pretty date rapey i'm just saying <laughs> you sounded pretty date rapey there i'm still trying to get you to say something outrageous so that i can get a quote but you know better yeah. that you know better than to like say oh you're gonna blah 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 and then say the thing that i'm trying to get you to say which sucks exactly <laughs> i hate that you've learned how to I'm so, oh i'm so fucking sorry <laughs> No, you're not. You're not at all. I know. You're damn right. I'm not, asshole. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Mark comes back and as he kneels before Jonas, states that he was wrong and he wants to rejoin the community. Uh, so then he is, you know, allowed back in. He's put in the hut. Uh, uh, Sheila's sister visits Mark and Mark states that, uh, you know, everything he had just said was all bullshit. And he knows that the best route to escape by is now the river because they'll never escape through the jungle. Nope. Sheila's sister says the widow can 
also help them escape as she knows the river pretty well and can help you know navigate them around uh she says uh her and the widow decide that they have to go because like a guard's coming around so they leave but there's a plan of motion uh the next day mark is sitting there in front of everybody and he has to drink the poison and the, the the shit drugs to prove that you know he's you know loyal and shit uh that night uh, sh- uh that night sheila after you know being drugged again is painted gold and it looks like jonas is going to whip her uh this her sister tries to stop her by stabbing him and instead she gets whipped uh this is then interrupted uh, uh by commotion outside they head out and one of the old men who follows jonas was found to be drinking alcohol uh he says that that is jonas states that is breaking the rules and the punishment is as always he will be given provisions a gun and the good book and then he will be thrown out of the camp forever pretty much a death sentence this is really what you had a problem with with uh fucking jonas is that he wouldn't allow people to drink alcohol yeah what the fuck man so like jonas go fuck yourself everything else you're fine with it's just that then that's wrong i'm actually i have a problem with everything in this movie Don't you dare try it. God damn it. That's going to be my shtick for this show is trying to get you to like say horrible things and fail miserably. That's going to be the shtick. That's the shtick for, for all of season five. Now you're going to try to get me to say horrible shit and I'm just not. No, I'll be better at it later on. This is just for this show that I'll fail miserably at it. Yeah. We're all, it's going to, it's a real cat and mouse game. We're, you're like fucking Bob the zombie. You've learned a new skill that I have to try and overcome. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, now we have to cut to some more animal cruelty as they kill a lizard and then skin it. Fuck yep. you, movie. This felt a little bit more like a quicker death for the lizard for the, the kill and the skinning, but not quite quick enough. It's cruel. Yeah. So it's it's, um, it's a double-edged sword for this horse shit. The uh, widow is down by the river, and uh, as all the men are kind of watching the lizard, being murdered, she's able to grab a canoe and stock it with some provisions and then send it downstream So and hide it. She's like pretty naked through the, most of the film at this she's, point, right? She's topless throughout the entire film, yeah. So that's a thank you movie because right now she's just doing stuff and no one's sexually assaulting her so we can be happy that she's nude, right? But we don't know if she wants to be nude. <sighs> pretty much seems like with nobody watching her she wants to be topless i think she's okay with it okay all right well then there you go i want her to be topless so i'm okay with it <laughs> well i mean yeah there, there's that i mean come on wouldn't be um mark goes to sheila and that is our next clip it's me sheila listen i know what you're going through you don't have to justify yourself to me oh, i can hardly recognize myself it's like i'm falling in a bottomless pit i'm going crazy please Help me to get away from here. Of course I'm going to take you away from here. You think I want to give up my $80,000? But the important thing is to remain cool. Hmm? Jonas, every time I come back to my senses, I swear I want to kill him. And I always end up giving in. Look, you have to resist. It's just a matter of hours now. Tomorrow night, they're having a purification ritual. When night falls, we're going. But Karen will be watching us. How can we? That doesn't matter. They'll be all too wiped out to worry about us. But there is something for us to worry about. What? You have to avoid drinking anything Jonas offers you. 
anything, understand? Okay, Mark. That's a good lesson. If you if you know a person named Jonas, don't drink what he's giving you. All right? We don't know. Just in general, if somebody's handing you a drink and you didn't watch them prepare it, it's always a good idea, regardless of who they are, and especially if they're touting how much of a moral standing they are as a human being, you shouldn't drink it. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that's... I mean, like, everybody thought that they could trust Bill Cosby to hand him a drink, but apparently not. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? No shit. I mean, like, you would totally think that the Mr. Wholesome fucking Huxtable would not be drugging and raping women, but turns out, nope, he is. God, fucking up all our goddamn jello pudding pops, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> basically, Jonas is Bill Cosby in this. Yes, yes, basically. <laughs> um, and you think about it, Cosby kind of had his own cult. You, you, I mean, how many people just, like, blindly followed him or did whatever he said? Uh, it's ceremony day the next day, and uh, as they're all kind of eating at a table and everything, they make uh, Jonas makes mention now. Sheila hasn't been thirsty lately. Mark then gives her some of his drink, which isn't drugged, of course. Then Jonas starts questioning the widow about where she's been, as she's been ignoring duties around town. But she's able to, you know, fool him and say that she, you know, wants to just serve the town. Uh, Jonas, main enforcer, accuses Mark of drinking and even shows the bottle of bourbon or scotch, I think it's scotch, that uh, Mark had had. Uh, Mark says that he's lying, and they fight, and this time, because, you know, it's a fair fight, Mark beats the shit out of the guy, and Jonas says that's enough, and he says that Mark has proven himself, and so, you know, there you go, got himself out of that one. After a mass held by Jonas, uh, he decides to talk to Sheila's sister, Anne. He uh, fills her up a bit in the creepiest fucking way possible, and then he just starts losing it, yelling at her and shit like that because, you know, she's like, can you just not? And she just doesn't want him touching her. She's like, I gave you everything, all my money, I gave you everything, and just, can you just stop? Okay, if it's the creepiest way possible, what would be the second creepiest way for him to be feeling her up? God, I'd rather not even think. Why don't you tell me? You have the imagination. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> No, ser seriously, Matt, what would be only slightly less creepy than what he's doing here? And can it get any more creepier than that? And if so, can you describe it to me? Uh, the only way it could be creepier is if he was orange with blonde hair. Or wearing a Cosby sweater and talking about pudding pops. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that would also just be as bad. Yes. Or a combination <laughs> of the both. He's wearing a Cosby sweater, is orange with a really bad blonde wig, and then talking about pudding pops. Oh, God. I just that, up, that's the worst. I just threw up a little in my mouth there. That's pretty terrible. And no, right? no, no fucking alternative photography of that. None. I want none. Please, no. Please, guys. I want zero or favor. less of that. Oh, uh, well, then we cut to some more animal cruelty where we see a snake versus a hawk. But it's quite obvious they've probably clipped that fucking hawk or else he'd be fucking in the sky and just die bobbing the fucking snake. Yeah, this is Umberto Lenzi's thing. He likes to basically stage this kind of stuff for your entertainment to watch these animals fight to try and show you the savagery of the jungle instead of using actual stock footage that exists, which he will do later on. Oh, well, of course. But I mean, I mean, like, yeah, because I mean, a hawk isn't going to try to do a ground battle with a fucking snake. Could have seen it, then fucking dive bomb it, take it, and kill it. Yes, which is also my method for picking up girls. <laughs> well, I mean, not anymore. Right, not anymore. Right, because you're married. Right, that stops and, and me from love being with, a serial killer. You're right. You're, you're in love with your wife, so I mean, you know, come right, on. Right, so I will no <laughs> right. longer be dive bombing and murdering people in the air. That's right, with your talents. Yes, I've never done that. That's not a thing that has ever happened. Still, not you're a right. thing. <laughs> You're right, Hawkman. I mean, court. I meant court. <laughs> Shit. I'm just looking for anything that's like more entertaining than talking about this movie at this point. Because there isn't anything, man. 
Why do we talk? All right. <laughs> hey, it could have been worse. This could have been made by Bruno Mattei, and it would have been like 10 minutes longer and even more boring. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? And it would be a ripoff oh, of aliens God. in some way, shape, or form. In some way, there'd be an alien in this thing. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, at some point, there'd have been some guy rocking back and forth going, it's all over, man. It's all over. <laughs> that was me before the movie ended. <laughs> Uh, that night, Mark, Anne, and the widow grab Sheila, but unfortunately, she has been drugged. So uh, she doesn't want to go, and she says she belongs to Jonas. So then Mark slaps her because, I guess. Because Mark is a good man who needs to put a woman in her place. No, dude. Wow. <laughs> What? Why would you say that? What? He needs to bring her out of the shock, and the only way to do that is with mass facial trauma from a slap. I mean, clips? <laughs> Everywhere? No, seriously, sometimes you just have to slap the shit out of a panicking person to make them realize that everything is going to be okay, and they're perfectly like the safe air- with you. Is that the airplane thing where we're going to have a line of PX at court? You're, you're needed on the phone. <laughs> Calm down. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I mean, airplane was making a joke out of it, but this was like a thing that they did back then where they would slap the shit out of somebody to try and bring them out of quote-unquote hysterics. <laughs> this was like the prevailing attitude towards someone that was having a hysterical fit, quote-unquote hysterical fit, is you slap the shit out of them until you bring them back to reality. This was like a diagnosis that they recommended for people to do. It's not just a movie thing. This was something that, that people just, did. Is that back when they, you know, if you had a fever, they gave you leeches and cocaine? Well, I mean, it's about as barbaric, absolutely, <laughs> oh, but it lasted much longer. We're talking like 50s, 60s, and even in the 80s they thought this was okay not just in movies oh that's fucking horrible and this is the least horrible thing that mark does in this film yeah yeah the the least uh well she won't go so they uh tie her up her hands and gag her and then they you know leave it's daytime and they are going for the boat uh jonas uh, back of the camp is alerted that they have left and he sends his men out looking for him. It seems the drugs are wearing off. And so they decide to untie uh, Sheila and uh, take the gag out of her mouth. The minute they do that, she yells for Jonas and runs away. Mark gives chase, and the other two decide to go hide. Uh, Anne and the widow, uh, while looking for a place to hide, are captured by Jonas' men. Anne is beaten and then raped by Jonas' enforcer. Uh, As the widow's being made to watch... Not just raped, but like folded over and given it to doggy style in a very brutal and disgusting way and shown on camera for our quote unquote entertainment with each individual thrust. And it goes on for an excessively long amount of time to where you just feel rotten. I am not entertained. I am not entertained. What, you didn't think that was a good fun time at the movies, Matt? Nope, nope. That's that's not all. Let's not all go to the movies. Yeah, it's really (laughs) fucking brutal. I know you don't want to talk about it, but that scene was stomach-churningly horrible. Like, that was really fucking fucking terrible to go through. And then the the whole time she's crying for Mark. You're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's all because her fucking drugged-out fucking sister had to go running off into the jungle and Mark went to go rescue her. Mark should have just let whatever happened to her happen to her and bring the sister he's getting the money for back oh, exactly right oh my god anyway uh we also see that cannibals are watching um we cut to sheila fell into a trap and mark is able to get her out uh she said she can't remember anything so the drugs have finally passed uh they leave to go find the other two and that's when they start hearing screams they find that all of jonah's men have either in the case of his main enforcer been dismembered already and decapitated 
or are in the process of being dismembered as one is getting his ear chopped off and the cannibals are eating it. Anne gets one of her breasts chopped off, which I think has become kind of like a mainstay of these cannibal movies from what I've seen. And it's also a thank uh, you movie. What? Just wanted to see how I could get you to react to that. <laughs> you're a you're a weird guy, Ace. Weird guy. No, it's it's pretty gruesome. Um, it's yeah. The the breast removal in that sequence that is Anne when that happens to her, it's probably the best effect in the entire film, other than some of the hollowing out and gutting stuff we'll see later. Um, yeah. Because the rest of it that you're about to describe is absolute shit. It's absolute shit. So anyway, uh, the widow uh, is also being carved up like something's cut out like the back of her neck weird yeah they're uh, they're filleting off her ear and some of the skin off of her neck and the muscles on her neck yeah. because that's like a tender meat for them to be able to munch on it's a treat then we yes and then we see legs or, or Anne's very fake leg it's buried underneath sand and then someone's holding the mannequin leg eating it it's covered uh, in tempera paint yeah this effect was really bad yes um sheila comes up but mark knocks her out before you know hopefully trying to stop her from seeing this but he does knock her out so mark just enjoys hitting women that's what mark does although oddly enough that is probably the most heroic thing mark does because he knocks her out so they will not be discovered and die as well but he also does it out of complete cowardice because he doesn't want to have to fight off all the cannibals or save these women so he just knocks her out before she can react to the situation and know what's happening so it's like half a it's half a mercy half cowardice for the reason he's doing it Uh exactly well then we see then uh, Anne all of a sudden is missing an arm and one of them's eating an arm and you're like it's the fakest looking arm ever oh it's Um, it's literally both of those things are mannequin parts they're mannequin arms and legs that they cut down and put like a little bit of meat on for the cannibals to chew stuff off of but it's very clearly you can even see like the seam in this print along the edge of where the mannequin was like bolded but they didn't shave it down or or sand it you can actually see the seam of the edge of some parts of the fingers in the hand yeah exactly well the widow is now decapitated and then she is completely hollowed out and then they take and they press it they pull apart a rib cage and they put sticks in the middle of it so they can devour whatever's inside even though she looks pretty hollowed out but all right so there you go i thought they were going to smoke the meat and save it for later i thought yeah maybe they're going to like i thought they're going to open it up and then whatever they've cooked put it in there as a nice little like you know uh presentation either way this is a thank you Uh, movie but that was a pretty hardcore scene that was pretty hardcore but it it was a good effect they probably had a pig that had to have been a pig's body uh hollowed out like that Oh, they might have built a fake thing, but yeah, it was probably actually an animal of some sort that they made. It was an animal. It was definitely a pig because of how long it was and what it looked like inside. You know, I've seen my fair share of uh, uh, full pig barbecues. uh, Split hogs. Yeah, pretty much. And it looked exactly like what you'd see. So it looked exactly how it looks on the inside whenever you're preparing to smoke a whole hog. So let's see here. (laughs) I don't know, but okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, As they... uh, um, we uh, cut back to Jonah's camp, and he is really starting to lose it. Uh, one person comes up and says they haven't heard back from the men already you sent out. So he says, send more men and make sure you they go by the caves where the cannibals are uh, that he wants because he wants those bastards back. We cut back to Sheila and Mark. She said that before she passed out, you mean you were 
knocked out, hun. I don't know what you'd be passed out. She said she saw what had happened. And they said, uh, uh, and, uh, she said she saw what happened. They are attacked, and Mark is able to defend them and kills a couple of cannibals. However, as they stand there, they feel the situation is bleak, so they decide to die right there and then. But before they can do anything, they hear helicopters in the sky, and it appears rescue is here. We go back to Jonas's camp, and he sees the helicopters as well, and it's time to Jonestown the entire place. He says, start getting the fang of cobra juice ready. Uh, Mark and Sheila are being chased by cannibals while a helicopter tries to find them. Uh, they do find them, they set down, and by the skin of their teeth, they're able to get into the helicopter and take off, escaping the chasing cannibals. Mark actually does a very heroic thing where he makes her go first, fights off some of the cannibals to give her clear passage, and then yeah. barely makes it and hangs off the edge of the helicopter as it's starting to rise up and then gets pulled into the helicopter. All of that is a whole bunch of nope for me. <laughs> Just the helicopter yeah, right? part. Fighting off cannibals, <laughs> uh, that's like a Tuesday night for me, but you know, jumping up onto a helicopter like that. Where are you going on Tuesday nights? <laughs> to fight cannibals, duh. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to talk about that club. <laughs> No, it's not a fight club. It's, you know, oh. beat up cannibal club. It's completely different. You're allowed to talk about it. Oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> I mean, they're cannibals. Nobody cares about their civil rights. You know, it's it's good to have hobbies. That's all I'm saying. It's right. really good to have hobbies. And have something that's just for you. And fighting cannibals is a high-risk type of hobby if I've ever had one. Personally, for me, I like fantasy football. You like fighting cannibals. Everyone has something they like to do to unwind at the end of the day. <laughs> We're so close to having this done. Uh, we are. Uh, so while well, we're back in all our dying in Jonas Town, um, either by drink or by darts, some are just stabbing themselves with darts. A mom will not kill her child, so they are both darted. Um, we cut uh, to the helicopter lands, and everyone is dead when they get there, all but one native child who is just kind of crying. Uh, we're back in the city, and we're in a hospital, and everyone is talking, and that is all our final clip. The bodies of the 70 members of the purification sect are still being recovered. 70 is the sad toll of this absurd collective suicide in the heart of the New Guinea jungle. The man considered responsible for this grisly tragedy, the man who allegedly passed around the poison that killed 20 Americans and 50 natives, is held to be a certain Reverend Jonas, or Mr. Jonas, known to his ex-followers as the holy teacher or divine leader. Bonnie? Thank you, Jay. The body of Mr. Jonas has yet to be found. Some maintained that he escaped death and ran away. Take it easy now. Try to get some rest. It'll work itself out. Good morning, Sheila. Hi. How are you today? Better, thanks. Anything new, Inspector? Well, the uh, preliminary hearings have been set tomorrow morning. Uh, Miss Morris, is just one more thing. The commission would like you to omit everything regarding your encounter with the uh, cannibals. Why? Why is that? Well, it's a touchy issue, and public opinion just can't handle it. Believe me, there are also political and economic reasons as well. Mm -hmm. Bye. What am I supposed to say about my sister? That she committed suicide? Yes. Oh, no, Inspector. I'm going to tell the whole truth. I don't give a damn about your political or economic reasons. The whole world has to know that the Stone Age still exists. Not everybody's living in the Space Age. All right, look, look, all right, all right. I understand. I understand. And you? You can go to hell. You and your whole friggin' bank. Sons of bitches. Oh, finally left. Well, what's the matter? What's the matter? Okay, I'll tell you what the matter is. You see your check here for 80,000 smackers. It bounced like a big rubber ball. You don't have a penny to your name, sweetheart. Your sister when she left New York. 
turned all the money over to Jonas. Like the man said on TV, nobody knows where the son of a bitch is. You don't have very much good luck, do you, Mark? Now, who's going to pay for your expenses? That's what I'd like to know. And roll credits. This is so paint by the numbers at this point. Like, the cannibal films really do get pretty predictable and ridiculous. And the reason that I've saved you, the granddaddy of them all, is because we've basically been going somewhat in the order of how I've watched these, but we've also just basically been also just watching bad ones so that when you watch an actually, like, decently made one that, you know, is what launched the rest of them, you'll have a better appreciation for it, I think. Because you'll be like, okay. I guess. Because you'll be like, okay, well, at least this one was actually filmed well. This is the last cannibal film that we will do before Cannibal Holocaust because. So, did you watch Cannibal Holocaust last? Um, it's one of the last ones that I had seen because it was really difficult at the time to be able to find. Um, the first actual cannibal movie I think that I remember watching that had actual cannibal stuff, like you know the the racism in the tribes, was Doctor Butcher M.D. Medical Deviant, and you know <laughs> that's why I was like super stoked to cover that one. I'm determined to have your brain, you know, because of that. So yeah, yeah, of course, of course. All right. I double checked while we were playing that last clip. Jonestown happened yep. in like November of 1978. Oh my. This film came out in March of 1980. That means and it was probably shot in 1979. Shortly after Jonestown happened, they went to a jungle and went into production and made this flick. Yes. The corpses yes. were still becoming cold at that point. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> they didn't even wait for the bodies to be cold before they made this film. That's a whole new level of sleaze even for umberto lenzi like the misogyny oh the fucking rapiness i mean that's pretty standard for these kinds of cannibal films but what makes this stand out from all the other ones is the brazen jonestown shit that they layered over top of it less than a full year after it happens they decide to turn that into a movie right <laughs> I know I bitched about this movie a lot, but I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> and I figured you would. I was like, well, he's bitching, but I feel like this is something you would like. Well, yeah, you know, except for the animal cruelty. Yeah, the animal cruelty stuff is what really pisses me off, and that's the thing that really upset me. But that's the thing that's going to anger me about any of these films, and I've kind of accepted that that's going to be part of it, and they're going to do that to shock and horrify me. I'm a little miffed about some of the severed limbs and how fake they fucking look, that they couldn't make them look a little more realistic. And there's a lot of stuff about this that is like really super cheap but even though it is completely tasteless and even though it is so fucking rotten that they did a jonestown movie they're not the only ones that would do this sort of thing i mean the manson family stuff hit and like shortly after that there was a movie of a week that like national tv would put on the air tell you about the shocking horrific crimes in a dramatized fashion that's the way people were back then they were just eager to learn more and more details about all this juicy shit the reason these types of things don't exist now matt the fucking internet gives you all the details you could possibly want and the freedom of information act makes it even easier to get even more gruesome details that you want (laughs) so i i'm not that upset at them for doing the jonestown thing even though i freely admit it's really fucking scummy to do it that close to the massacre and but i mean if you're gonna do it you might as well do it with a cannibal film which is probably the sleaziest fucking shit you could make as far as a film goes um there's so much fucking nudity in this film and so many shots of both men and women just walking around fully starkers like that you could kind of enjoy it if it weren't for the rapey nature of the sex cult thing like if these were just like you know native folks walking around naked 
guaranteed there'd be a shitload of thank you movies. But the entire time, it's all the people in the cult, and you're just kind of like, well, wait, what? Are they drugged? Is that why they're doing no, it? Is this good? Is this bad? No one's, no one's having any sex they actually want in this, okay? Which really bums me out, because that shit where it goes on the ashes was actually a really cool idea, and I just kind of wish that that would have been like a tribal ritual that the tribe actually did, and this was a part of their customs, and not just some sick, twisted, like, sadistic motherfucker forcing a woman to have sex with all of her in-laws on ashes for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, because it's just like that outrageous and that fucked up, and the more you think about the stuff that happens with the cult, while it's happening, you're like, Jesus Christ, this movie is fucking twisted. So, this is probably one of my more favorite cannibal films now. I really like what it was laying down, and not because it's good, not because it's a fun watch, but because it's so outrageous, and it's so disgusting, and it's so rotten, that I had fun watching it, for reasons that I can't divulge other than I'm a sick, twisted fuck that likes to watch this kind of nihilistic, empty shit. I couldn't have said it better myself. I, th- I think, if anything, in five years, they all know that. Our, <laughs> our, our listeners know that. It's not that I totally enjoyed this, this movie. I'm just not surprised by the nihilistic ending because I am, too, becoming more nihilistic in my old age. So it just makes sense that it would end like, on such a shitter note. Well, if they do a total Jonestown reference and it doesn't end in the entire populace of the Jonestown dying, like, I would have been really upset. Yeah, right? The only thing I take umbrage with is that two survivors made it out via helicopter. I think they should have been forced to kill as well right before the fucking cannibals beset upon them. And then after the cannibals come in and beset upon them all being drugged, the cannibals then die from the poison that's in the people's system. And then the helicopters come in when there's no warning. And then the cannibals all get killed off. And then, boom, that's the end of your film. Yeah. Yeah, you're a cold-blooded son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I wanted even more nihilistic and even more heartless. And you know what? The part that really angered me more even than the animal deaths was the little joke at the end where he's like, looks like I did that all for free. Womp, womp, womp. I'm like, fuck you, movie. Don't you try and cheer you know me what? up. You know what? This movie would have had my undying support if they literally would have ended with womp, womp. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Now, I'd have been like, this might be the greatest movie that was ever made. Now, again, well, this is kind of something that we go into a little too frequently in a lot of this case, but what I'm basically getting at here is for a cannibal film, this is exactly it. It's all the pieces that you want and it goes a little bit further. So this stands out above all the other cannibal films that we have covered thus far. You know, yeah. the, on- the only thing that this doesn't have is Laura Jemsner, which, you know, Emmanuel and the Last Cannibals did have, even though that really wasn't that great of a film. It just did. It had Laura Jemsner in it. But you had Laura Jemsner, so it made it a good film. Yeah, but I mean, we also got Janet Agnew, who was Sheila. She was actually, you would have recognized her from the Gates of Hell movie that you've seen with me. Uh, yeah. Jonas is played by Ivan Razumov, which you've seen in the Antichrist movie that we covered, where he was the the Satan figure that was on the cross, you know, the sexy Satan. Uh, Robert Kerman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Kerman, who's our, our you know, lady smacking around Mark character. He's an actual porn star, and he's been in no less than three different of these cannibal films, one of them being the major daddy of them all, Cannibal Holocaust, which we're about to do eventually. Uh, I mean, like, the lady who played Diana, you would have seen her, uh, Paolo Centore. I, I can't pronounce it properly, I apologize. But you would have seen her in a lot of other Italian flicks that we've already covered as well. You may not remember her. But we need to focus in just a little bit on probably what I would refer to as the queen of these cannibal-type films, and that's Mimi Lai. She's been in several of them, and she's been in a lot of these kind of, like, sleazeball-type flicks. She was the widow who was naked almost the entire time in the film. And while you may 
be uncomfortable with how naked or whatever reason she was naked for, I'm very comfortable with seeing her naked. Like if you yeah. de- if you detach yourself from the story and just look at her nude, this film becomes yes. more worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to detach this yourself is, from the story. You can't enjoy the. You have to detach the yourself, and then in that case, you're right. However, I will have one rebuttal to all of what you just pointed out. Are any of those people Laura Gemser? <laughs> Look, Matt. No. Not, wait, wait. Let me go and answer it for you. No, they're not. Stand the fuck down. Not stand everyone, the fuck down. Not everyone can be Laura Gemser. Only Laura Gemser can be Laura Gemser. What I would submit to you, Matt, is Mimi Lai is every bit as beautiful and gorgeous as Laura Gemser. I will fight you to the death, sir. How <laughs> <laughs> fuck you dare you? <laughs> and that just pushed another Emmanuel further out. <laughs> oh, you bastard. If you would have just been like, you're right, Mimi Lai is a very lovely woman, you would have probably gotten a little closer to an Emmanuel film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Do you have anything else you want to say or any other gripes you have no, about the film? No, no, I'm fucking done. Yeah, I know I savaged it a little bit. Ooh, that's a little not good when we're talking about a con- cannibal film dude, to use that, dude, for that Jesus. phrase. Dude, Jesus. down over there. <laughs> that's borderline racism. <laughs> yeah, just that. Yeah, I brutalized the film a good bit while we were talking <laughs> about it, but... Uh, yeah. I really did actually kind of like it, but with the caveat of, you know, it's a fucking cannibal film, so of course there's going to be a lot of glaring issues and things about it that have problems, and yes, the effects in a lot of cases were really cheap, but overall, what they mixed together ended up being actually, for a cannibal film, one of the more enjoyable ones that I've seen, and uh, I would put this as, like, you know, probably in my top five (laughs) of cannibal movies. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So, Wait, how many are there for you to have a top five? Like, maybe I'd understand had a top three i mean are there enough to have a top five there's probably enough to have a top 10 i would have to go through the list of the ones that i own matt jesus christ yeah and as far as i can tell this is pretty much a first time watch for me for this film um i had thought i had seen this before but what i thought i had seen is just uh somebody using clips from this movie in another italian film <laughs> so are you kidding me yeah there are there are actual cannibal films that consist of a clip show of other cannibal films they exist probably bruno Mattei, if you think about it hey, y'all Oh, well, yeah, true. <laughs> you know what? I think we have just enough time. Can we nail out at least a PSYOP news before we go for the night? Can we do that? Yeah, why the fuck not? All right, we're going to take a break here. We're going to play a podcast promo from a podcast that has been a huge supporter of us, unbeknownst to me, because I'm an asshole, and I am now returning a favor by playing their promo. We'll have a little bit of more music befitting of cannibalism, and when we come back, we will have some PSYOP fucking news. Are you having trouble keeping up with the ebbs and flows of modern geekery? Is the real world holding you back from knowing what is happening in the geeky world? To answer these and other personal problems brought in by your friends, gaming group, and loved ones, Geek Radio Daily presents daily informational sessions brought to you by the wonderful Billy Flynn, the Flynnstress, and podcasting's Rich Siegfried. They contain such helpful segments as history, geek birthdays, box office results, the latest in DVD and Blu-ray, video game and comic releases. Why, they also have a Sweekly show hosted by the wonderful Billy Flynn and the Flynnstress, which includes interviews and commentary. And to make sure you are informed, Geek Radio Daily also provides you with your daily dose of geek news to make sure you know more than that jerk know-it-all Steve. Visit us at geekradiodaily.com. That's right, Geek Radio Daily. All the geek without the weight. Now available in fine Corinthian leather. We'll be right back. 
a couple of times in this Silver Sun pickup song that is entitled Hannibal, so that counts, right? I mean, I'm not I'm not that stretching counts. that bad, am I? Oh, that's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, I guess it is. You know what else is a thing, Matt? What's that? Give me some psyops. First time in, like, what, uh, two months? 75 years, Matt. We have not had PSYOP news for 75 years. Fuck it, Jesus. Time just goes by when you get older, I swear. All right, this one came from our buddy Kurt uh, from Gizmodo uh, website. A woman's vaginal steamy left her with second-degree burns. Tears are good lube. Oh, I'm going to blame Gwyneth Paltrow on this one. A 62-year-old Canadian woman ended up with painful... What are you doing? What are you doing at 62? Vagina smells like dead body. You know what, though? I'll I'll give her some credit. At least she she's, she still cares about her appearance at 62. That's something. Yeah, but why um, are you steaming with, your vagina, Flip? <laughs> well, she ended up with painful second-degree burns on her genitals after she attempted an at-home vaginal uh, uh, steaming. Afraid of according to According to a case report. Ultimately, it delayed the reconstructive surgery she needed to treat an earlier vaginal so she already had a vaginal injury, and then she gave herself second disturbed bird Stevie Gotta love her vagina. Take a punch. So the woman's tale was detailed by her doctor in a report published online last October in the Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology in Canada. A study later appeared in the June print issue of the journal. Safe sex with a dead thing. Typ- typically, vagi- uh, <laughs> t- typically, the steaming treatments, which have been praised by some celeb health gurus, a.k.a. Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow. Yeah. are advertised as a way to detox the vagina. Oftentimes, the steam will include vaporized herbal remedies said to increase the body's healing potential. I think that's going in the spank. In this, <laughs> in this case, a traditional Chinese doctor reportedly told the women that the treatment would also help repair her uh, prolapse. Mostly because she had a vag- put my penis a, inside of you bareback. She had a vaginal prolapse, a oh. condition where a portion of the vagina falls out of position, it could lead to complications like constipation, pain, and chronic urinary tract infections. Okay, that just sounds painful. That's there's nothing funny about what happened to this woman and the fact that she's buying into this woo-woo horse shit of steaming her clam. That's, that's, to help. 
I'm not laughing at what happened to her. I'm laughing that this is becoming a thing across the world because some famous people said it can help. It's a thing. Yeah, that's the worst part about it is people think yeah. that that's going to help them when in fact... That's not a thing. It's not. <laughs> yeah, putting, not, Boz. You are exactly right. Putting stones inside of your vagina and steaming your vagina and all the other horse shit that Gwyneth Paltrow tries to tell you about detoxing your cooter is not going to fucking do it. You want to detox, no. detox your fucking cooter? Drink a bunch of fucking water because that's Dead. how your body flushes out toxins. <laughs> but though there are non-surgical options uh, for a prolapse, such as rubber devices inserted inside the vagina as support, it often worsens over time, and surgery is considered the only fully effective treatment. But don't Following get that suspension typ- mesh, because that shit's just as bad. Following the typical v uh, steaming procedure, the woman sat over boiling water for 20 minutes a day for two days. But after the second session, the woman was in enough pain that she rushed to the emergency room where she was diagnosed with second-degree burns. The burns were specifically found on the prolapsed vagina tissue that had fallen out. Oh, Jesus Christ. So that's even the worst part is the stuff that's sticking out is the part that got burned because she's standing over a pot of hot water because fucking Gwyneth Paltrow said to do it. (laughs) And now, do you have it in your mind that Gwyneth Paltrow is at some point somewhere possibly squatting over a boiling thing of water? Yeah, with stones probably in her vagina because that's her thing. That's what she fucking does. Yeah, she's squatting over she doesn't have to squat over a pot of boiling water she must have a certain specific really expensive fancy piece of equipment that she can just sit on to steam her clam right now somewhere miss potts is steaming her v (laughs) yeah pepper potts while in mourning for tony spoiler alert (laughs) is steaming her fucking clam right now because (laughs) she thinks it's fucking healthy and she's and causing with, she's causing magic stones and herbs and spices, the likes of which that not even KFC would touch. The like that the colonel would be shocked at. Right. It's like what herbs and spices for what now? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing to that chicken? Hey, look, I fully support ladies' vaginal health. I fully support that. I really totally yeah. do. If this were yeah. actually something that would help women, then I say yes, go for it. But there is no proof. This is a bunch of fucking woo that some stupid ass celebrity got into and now women are getting second degree burns on their prolapse vagina all of that a bunch of (laughs) clips all of that well the woman wasn't more seriously hurt thankfully but she did need to heal up before doctors are able to perform the surgery that actually treated her prolapse but how fucking bad would that be that that sensitive of a tissue got a second degree burn that must have been excruciating afraid of vaginas it had to have been horrible afraid of vaginas yeah Yeah, right (laughs) and then the woman doctors hopes that her story can remind other doctors that they need to help steer their patients away from all sorts of woo and fad remedies vagina smells like dead body yeah i don't care how bad Uh, it is don't do this no matter how horrible your situation may be there they need to be aware of the alternative treatments available to women so that counseling may mitigate any potential harm study author megala robert a urogynecologist at the university of calgary in kennedy wrote the women's specific condition likely increased the chances of serious injury while v steaming but even if vaginal steaming won't burn the average woman's vagina it won't do anything to improve health either for one the heat herbal fumes probably can't reach the vagina's canal and as this woman's case shows you you shouldn't try to find a way to get scalding vapor closer to your vagina most importantly an act 
actual women's health expert like Gent Gunter have explained time and time again, the vagina is already self-cleaning organ. No extra detoxifying is required. Pulling it just to pull it. That's the exactly. other thing, too. It excretes stuff that it needs to keep itself clean. That's what it does. Yes, exactly what the doctor yeah. said. Yeah, it's science. <laughs> and, but no, let's listen to Pepper Potts because Lord knows she knows all about everyone's vaginas. Well, of course, because she's got her own and she has a fetish for steaming that clam so everyone else needs to do it too oh my good lord now we know what happened with all the infinity stones <laughs> and that's why tony's dead <laughs> <laughs> so pepper can have a healthier vagina allegedly because we know that shit ain't true that's fucking you horrible know that shit's fake. i think that's going in the spank bank <laughs> I just pictured some kind of weird sex toy based on, like, uh, Iron Man armor, Infinity Stones, and Pepper Pots, and I'm kind of hot. Someone, someone, someone's going to write a fanfic. That someone is me, Matt Psyop. That someone is me. <laughs> then I'm reading that shit. You write it, and I'll read it live on the show. <laughs> No, we got to hire somebody with an actual sexy voice. Maybe I can talk Jamie Jammons into reading it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Even better. Even better. Nobody wants to read my fanfic out loud. That's just how that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I dented my desk again, dropping more names. I got to be careful with that. <laughs> right. Can we do one that's like actually kind of funny and not tragic and possibly doesn't involve damage to someone's bodily genital area? I don't know. Usually those are the funny ones. Right. Uh- Right, I'm sorry, I don't even know why I added that many qualifiers. Can we have a funny genital mutilation story clip? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, let me find another one. (laughs) It's totally (laughs) Fucking Gwyneth Paltrow, man. Pepper Potts and her steam and her clam. (laughs) I think that's going to be our next... I'm not going to do the Florida billboard story, because that is way too sad. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that we're going to have like this whole big thing now that's going to be hashtag steaming your clam or Pepper Potts steams her clam or some shit like that. Something's going to happen here. I'd much rather have that than the Bill Cosby sweater thing that I didn't even mean to give it image for. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, here we go. Uh, Florida septic tank hit by lightning. Toilet explodes. Wait, what? All right. Port Charlotte. Uh, you don't see this every day. A lightning strike which hit a septic tank at a Port Charlotte home caused the toilet to explode. What's with all that uh, asshole creep? Yeah, well, he's going to need it. The explosion did a significant amount of damage to the home. Homeowner Mary Lou Ward and her husband told WINK the blast shattered the toilet in the hundreds of pieces, shattering the master bedroom window and destroying the indoor plumbing along with the septic tank. That's God my damn. fetish. Don't go I take it a shit during direction. a thunderstorm. <laughs> yes, in general, do not go near plumbing during a thunderstorm. If there's going yeah, to be that... lightning strikes, stay away from plumbing. You will exactly. get, you you will increase your possibility of getting hurt in some way, shape, or form, and not just from an exploding toilet. Ward said a plumber told her the lightning hit a methane gases from fecal matter built up in the pipes. Ward said she thought the house was on fire. We smelled smoke and I looked outside, Ward told WINK. It was the smoke from the septic tank that, that was coming. The Ward family are still finding pieces of broken yard decorations across the property and in the street. Oh, is that me right. getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? Gratefully, no one was hurt and she says, I'm just glad none of us were on the toilet. That's the main thing. If you want a fear boner. <laughs> That's a man's throne or a woman's throne, you know? Or it could be anybody throne yeah, but well, uh, don't be on that throne during a thunderstorm because you could blow up <laughs> there's a lot of damage to like undercarriages happening in our new psyop news this week right <laughs> 
Oh man! I just I, a septic tank. I can totally see it exploding from the buildup of methane, but you never thought about that. And you would have to. You would assume that they would have to vent the methane out of a septic system at some point, right? Right. You would think, <laughs> but apparently not in this case, and that's what caused the explosion. So maybe that's something that we should look into. Yes, maybe because you know we probably have a lot of methane built up between our two houses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, one of us is totally full of shit, or at least was before whatever happened to him this week. Well, yeah, I need I need to get this wrapping up, okay? <laughs> All right, then, we're going to take our final break here. We're going to play the Ending Legion podcast promo, and we'll have a little bit of music befitting of cannibalism. When we come back, we will close out this fucking show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Mean Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Jaws are blue, open wide the sky. Star Cannibal song that we're hearing here from Hawkwind makes me wish that we would have seen a cannibal movie like this, where it's like Star Traveling Space Cannibal, I guess. I, I yeah, man. I don't know what that guy's describing, but it's fucking weird, and I'm into it. <laughs> Sounds hardcore. Well, if you're into some fucking weird shit, then you need to check out our landing page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. Because if you thought years one through four were weird, we're just getting started, folks. It's gonna get real weird in this.
this series. We're about to do some weird shit. Weird stuff, but stuff. <laughs> and if you'd like to talk about some of that, as well as steaming clams and why Gwyneth Paltrow slash Pepper Potts is such a fucking weirdo, you can join our Facebook group, Cinema Psyops, on Facebook. Or if you'd like to advocate steaming clams in some way, shape, or form, we'll listen to you. We'll probably make fun of you, mostly to your face, but we'll listen. Yeah, yeah. Never behind your back. Always to your face. Yes. Like unless real friends. Unless you want it behind your back, because that's, you know, we'll, we'll accommodate. Yeah, I mean, you know, however you need to have happen. I mean. In the immortal words of Journey, any way you want it, that's the way you need it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to submit to me the various things that you need, and I can probably try to find a way for me to be able to do that, you can find me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops. You can find Matt on Facebook, where he's not willing to satisfy anyone's needs. Just ask his wife. That's Matt Psyop. And I'm cold-blooded. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, factual, but still cold fucking blooded man you can email feedback to matt psyopmatt at gmail.com let him know that it's time that he paid his wife back all of the pleasure that she's given him well i mean dude not that i'm not willing just can't <laughs> the spirit is willing the flesh is just unable the spirit i haven't all that willing either i mean the spirit's about a 90 year old man at this point so i i got nothing left you can email feedback to court cinema psyops court at gmail.com let them know that people in glass houses should make sure that their wives are fully satisfied <laughs> <laughs> you can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest of incel asshats on Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. You can also follow us on Instagram, where I'm posting all sorts of fun alternative photography when it pops up, various memes and things like that, and mostly lots of pictures of my cat. I'm the only one that runs that. We also have a flick chat, not that anyone would notice or give a shit about, not even I'm checking it at this point, but hey, if you're on the flick chat, message me at any of these other areas and let me know i'll join in on the conversation i'm still waiting for matt to join that group at flick chat i still gotta join flick chat <laughs> got to do that matt's like i hey, gotta listen, do more social I've media through stuff. a lot of shit the past month okay quite literally you've gone through a lot of shit in the last day <laughs> yeah yeah exactly well we made it through all of the pain and suffering to make this episode for you and you made it through all the pain and suffering of listening to it but there's only just a little bit more pain and suffering that needs to be done before we can close out this show do you know what that is matt what's that they need to kick the fuck out of this week and make it their bitch the cauldron was bubbling the flesh was lame and the women moved forward like piranhas in the stream and they spread themselves before me kidding we're not even gonna fucking go into that <laughs> jesus fucking I, it's Christ. topical right now so the, the morning my wife said she we were laying in bed she goes oh my god uh epstein was uh, committed suicide and i go holy shit they fucking did it they fucking killed him and they're gonna say it was suicide that's fucking amazing 
Oh, do you want to have any other fucking conspiracy theories you'd like to tout off at the beginning of this fucking show because you're not in the room where I can hit you with shit? No, no, no. I mean, don't don't open up that fucking door because then, you know, we don't have a show tonight. And I will take a microphone into the bathroom with me and shit while I'm telling you what's happening. Well, either way, diarrhea is coming out of one end of you when you start talking that horse shit. Hey, how dare you, sir? There's some legit beefy good shit out there for conspiracy theorists right now. <laughs> This is is our fucking bread and butter time. Yeah, and most of it's being touted by white supremacist assholes who are not comfortable with the country in the way that it's going. And you're feeding into that with this shit, so no thank you. What? No, fuck that, man. No. (sighs) Skipping the promo, and here's a little taste of the music. Three, two, one. Coming to me! (laughs) Not what I meant to do, but super funny. All right, three, two, three, two, one. Well, she meets with him, and that is our next clip. (laughs) Don't worry. It's clip heavy towards the front and then evens out in the back. (laughs) Sounds like my first girlfriend. (laughs) Girlfriend was clip heavy in the front? Yes. Three, two, one. We can be bought. Yeah, you got got somebody in a fucking county jail that you need killed. $20,000. I can make that happen for you. (laughs) Allegedly. What if they're on what if they're on suicide watch? Oh well, I mean, you, you know, you gotta add a little bit of bribery money in there, so we're talking about twenty five to thirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it'll look like a suicide. Well yeah. We don't know how we don't know how he made his head explode. It's so weird. Now I can tell you this much, Matt. If you got somebody on suicide watch in a prison and you need them disappeared and made it look like a suicide, eighty grand can get you a lot. I think eighty grand could get that done. Yeah. Eighty grand will do that. I'm pretty positive, not that I know from personal experience or anything like that. I just all conjecture. I'm pretty sure that could get that done. Especially when especially when said person is, you know, a child molester and a child rapist. There are some child sex trafficker. There are some folks out there that would do that for free. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. But I highly doubt anyone did it for free. Allegedly. <laughs> if anybody did do it. Allegedly. They did do it for free. Yeah. And so, of course, because this is, I don't know, what, 70s when this was made? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, filmmakers are typically pieces of shit. Wait, 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 wait. Are you just going to lump in all filmmakers as pieces of shit because of this one scene? Are you that upset about this film? Well, not all filmmakers. Well, I mean. You made okay, a broad sweeping <laughs> generalization and said basically all filmmakers are pieces of shit. You did say that. <laughs> I did. You know what? Let me refine that. Almost all exploitation filmmakers are pieces of shit. Whoa, hang on a second here. This is one filmmaker, Umberto Lenzi. You cannot lump in all filmmakers of exploitation just because Umberto Lenzi did this. they don't all have disgusting fucking tropes about men and women? No, not all filmmakers and not all exploitation filmmakers do. No, not all of them do. Yeah, I'd yell probably some more if I knew it wouldn't distort everything that coming out. And also if it wouldn't like push me to almost shit my pants more. Um, <laughs> that I'm more concerned about because I've got a pretty good compressor going. As long as you don't distort your mic before it gets to me, we're fine. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. It's just tilt so, your head upward if you want to scream. You should be fine. If I do that, I will definitely shit myself. <laughs> well, that's the part that I'm concerned I'm trying, with. I'm trying to not laugh as much. <laughs> like, uh-oh. <laughs> you ever, you know what it's like? not being able to trust your own farts anyway yes on a regular uh. basis <laughs> no shit hold on okay like pause hold on or hold on like find yourself in the notes you're done you're good okay, okay. the millennium falcon keeps moving on me all right <laughs> 
And so then you come out of the laptop speakers instead of my headphones. out of consent yeah but i don't think she wants to bang her three brother-in-laws so you're telling me you don't feel anything below the waist like you don't feel like you were violated because i'm just saying he wasn't gentle i want her to be topless so i'm okay with it 